Welcome to the Podcock PCAST. I am your host, the only Tyler Peacock flying solo today, tonight, whenever you listen to this on this program. A group of five, lumping the group of five in college football into one preview. Uh, got some top five lists, kind of uncreatively. Going to talk a little bit about some uh, some of the best players in the group of five. Uh, some of the biggest games involving a group of five team. Uh, Going to go through a group of five ranking. Give you uh, the best five teams, give or take, uh, to crash the New Year's Six or maybe even the college football playoff in 2021. And, of course, go through kind of a quick little uh, run-through of each conference and, and give out some uh, picks um, for the conference championships and each of those uh, respective leagues here on the Podcock PCAS. Let's start with players. Um, of course, I, I feel like across the board, not only in group of five, but in the power five across the whole landscape uh, coming into this season of college football, ton of returners, a uh, ton of guys back the extra year of eligibility with the COVID situation and all that. There's, uh, I mean, you could go through any preview magazine or any roster and be like, man, that team has a lot of pieces coming back, a lot of returning starters and lettermen. Uh, in the group of five, it's no different. But I've narrowed a list down to the five best players in the group of five. We'll start with number five. Let's go D'Angelo Malone. He's a linebacker slash defensive end. The uh, senior from Western Kentucky. Uh, the best player in the Conference USA for my money. Um, and we see in, in, in Conference USA in the Sun Belt and that Southern region, some small schools have a, a rush, pass rusher, a linebacker pop. Uh, DeMarcus Ware years ago with Troy. Um, there's a few others probably escaped me, but that's the biggest example. Um, yeah, he, he's kind of a guy that, as of right now, we'll have to see what kind of season he has, but he is uh, projected to be a, a very high NFL draft pick. Number four, Carson Strong, the junior cornerback out of uh, Nevada. Just uh, another one of these small school quarterbacks um, that, that could be taken high, and if you're not paying attention... Remember the name. I mean, this guy could be a first-round pick, um, you know, quarterback. And at any level, excuse me, as I studied, at any level, the quarterback position is at a premium, but especially at the NFL. Um, and they could take more chances on guys because the contract team is big. So Carson Strong uh, comes in at number four. Uh, My J. Sanders, the DN out of Cincinnati. He's a redshirt, so- redshirt sophomore, draft eligible this year. Um Cincinnati, they are just, they're loaded. They're loaded, uh, that's for sure. And um, they're in for a big year on paper. And the Bearcats, Luke Fickle's done a hell of a job there. You know, I could have I went with Ahmad Gardner, Kobe Bryant, th- those two corners on that defense, a very good defense. But um, I went with Sanders, the junior. I think, you know, he, he could blow up this year, or the redshirt sophomore. He could blow up this year, and, um, again, if he anchors a, a really good Cincinnati team, his name's going to get out there, he could blow up. All right, I got two quarterbacks left, just to spoil it. I want Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, number two, the redshirt junior. A um, little bit of a dual threat, done a really good job last year um, managing that Cincinnati offense. Of course, they were kind of a team uh, defensive-led, but, they had some games where they had to put up some points, and Ritter was uh, the guy who was the catalyst of that. Just steady. 
And if you can find steady quarterback play in college football and at least get you to like the mid-30s and 40s, low 40s and point total, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of your games. And that's what Ritter does for Cincinnati. He's um, really good. Big kid, 6'4", 215. Um, like I said, he can move, got a good arm. He's an NFL prospect. But number one, Malik Willis out of Liberty. Now, Liberty, do they count because they are an independent? To me, uh, they do. I mean, they don't have an affiliation like Notre Dame does with the ACC, so therefore they make the group of five. Willis, 6'1", in that 210, the 215 range. Uh, big arm, big arm. He's got some mobile, some mobility, some athleticism. Um I wouldn't be surprised if he was the first quarterback off the board. I know Spencer Rattler's coming out. I know a lot of people like him. JT Daniels at Georgia. But Willis, I, I think, you know, especially when we get to that uh, T-shirt season uh, in the off season next March uh, in April in, in the combine season, I think Willis could, could really blow up with those measurables. And um, in that Hughes freeze offense, I think he's going to have a big-time year. It wouldn't surprise me if Ritter or Willis, the top two on my list, ended up being kind of uh, dark, dark horse Heisman candidates. Maybe got the invite to New York City for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. All right. Let's go to my five biggest games involving a group of five teams. Number five, this is cheating, but here's what I did. I put the American Athletic Conference title game. That is December 4th. I believe that's a Saturday. Um, Cincinnati, Central Florida, um, you know, the Memphis, Navy. There's some really, really good teams. It's clearly the best group of five league in the country. And who knows? If you got Cincinnati coming into that game undefeated and there's a chance, you know, at at the at the big the big enchilada of the college football playoff that game could be one of the biggest on championship week. And so kind of a cheat there, but I did it. All right, game four. How about a Sunbelt Conference game? Coastal Carolina at Appalachian State. It's a weeknight. It's a Wednesday, October 20th. I think if you look um, outside of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, Coastal and App uh, were really good last year. Grayson McCall almost made my top five list, the quarterback for Coastal. Um He's a magician. They kind of got a weird spread option offense. It's fun to watch. Coastal was unbelievable last year, um, and and they put up a ton of points. And at Appalachian State, it doesn't matter who coaches there. They're just a model of consistency. Um, the Sun Belt, I think, is going to be really, really fun, but that's game number four. Game number three, go to the American regular season game, October 16th, Central Florida at Cincinnati. This was a, a great game last year, Cincinnati. Uh, escaped by the skin of their teeth down there in Orlando at Central Florida. This time they returned the favor up at Nipper in Cincinnati. October, mid-October in Ohio, that could be um, a nice weather game. Then again, it could, could be shit. You never know around here up in these parts. But that that on paper is uh, the biggest game in the AAC's conference season. Game two, Boise, non-conference game. September 2nd, Thursday, Boise State will travel to Central Florida. Uh, really, you know, the last decade or so, two of the top five group of five teams uh, by brand, by success, and they're meeting. And that's kind of a showcase game for both, kind of a big game 
whoever comes out of that one, you know, you're looking at like that's a pretty decent resume builder that could, you know, elevate a team's bowl standing. Um, definitely could propel one of those two teams into that uh, top 25 range with that one. Uh, and it's a Thursday night standalone showcase game for those two schools, so that'll be fun to watch. I almost put Cincinnati in Indiana. This is kind of the honorable mention before I get the number one. Cincinnati and Indiana. Indiana, Michael Penix Jr. is back for the Hoosiers. That's uh, Cincinnati at Indiana. That's September 18th on a Saturday. Um, that's a big game. That's a big game. Cincinnati can really put somebody on notice, uh, put the rest of the country on notice if they go in there and handle business. But uh, that could be a nice, you know, measuring stick game for uh, IU. So I guess that would kind of, if you want to put that as like uh, in the top five instead of the AAC title game, you could. But my number one, by far, October 2nd, Cincinnati will go into South Bend, Indiana. They'll take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Huge, huge opportunity. Let's say Cincinnati gets through that Indiana game unscathed. If you look at their schedule, Miami, Ohio, Murray State at home, they go to Indiana. By week, then they head into Notre Dame. So they could be 3-0 and heading into Notre Dame. That could be a college game day game um, that early in the season. Huge opportunity. Could be a playoff decider. I mean, if Notre Dame has a, a win over an 11-1, 12-1 conference champ in the AAC, um, Cincinnati, that, that goes a long way for them. And then what if Notre Dame puts together a hell of a year um, you know, 11-1, and 10-2, and, and that lone blemish was Cincinnati going into South Bend and beating them, that will bolster Cincinnati's resume. That's a huge game. I commend both schools for, for taking that chance. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I cannot wait for that. Again, that's October 2nd. All right, let's go through the preseason list. I got five teams jotted down here for kind of a preseason Power 5 ranking if the if – the, or Power 5, Group of 5, if the Power 5 didn't exist. I feel like this could be your top five uh, teams. And maybe it's kind of programs, too. Sorry to the MAC. I, I love the MAC. Don't get me wrong, MAC. I live for it. But here we go. Number five, Central Florida. You know, I know they lost Josh Heupel, but it's fine. Like, they still got Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. They're going to put up points in their home state, their home base. They can get guys to stay home in Florida. The under-the-radar guys, the two-stars, the three-stars, but still great athleticism, great skill, talent. Central Florida's fine. They're going to be good, no doubt about it. Number four, I put Coastal here. I put Coastal here. almost put Louisiana here. I, I think Coastal and Louisiana are, are in that same ballpark. Uh, Coastal, kind of the newcomer, maybe. They're more fresh in my mind. I gave them number four. I already mentioned Grayson McCall. Um, and and they kind of play with an edge. If you watched that BYU game last year, uh, BYU is a, a traditional team where they are uh, very very physical, and uh, Central or Coastal Carolina really matched up to that and beat them. And uh, like I said, Grayson McCall, uh, a returning quarterback, he's proven uh, solid. I I really like them. Now this one, again. I could have put Louisiana here, but I went with Appalachian State. App, they're just damn solid. I mean, it really took them no time to really transition into 
a, a big time FBS D1 program. I know they were one double A FCS and was dominating that, and they jumped up and it really took them no time. And they've had some head coaches plucked here or there, and uh, they just keep winning. Somehow they find these diamonds in the rough in their recruiting base. Um, they they'll go to Georgia, they'll go to Tennessee, they'll go to South Carolina, they'll go to Florida, and and really get some diamond in the rough kids and. Seems like they're always solid up front on the offensive and defense lines. Maybe they don't have the depth or the size to compete uh, with the big boys consistently, but the Mountaineers are very, very tough. Top two, Boise. Listen, I know Boise was ravaged with COVID last year. I mean, obviously, we're going to keep bringing this up in the podcast leading into the season. doesn't matter which conference, which league, which uh, group of five, power five. don't matter. COVID. It was a weird year last year. I think you just kind of got to look at it as like it happened, and you really can't take too much into this season uh, coming up. But Boise, again, I know they lost Brian Harson. He went to Auburn, but they that infrastructure, uh, I know the Mountain West is tough, but they they seem to be able to retool and, and, and get it done every single season. So the Broncos, to me, I guess this is kind of like my pedigree pick. Here, where they are the team that, I guess, gets the benefit of the doubt, uh, where I, I trust them to, to get it done. I mean, if you look real quick at the schedule at Central Florida to open up the season, uh, they got Oklahoma State in a non-conference game. They go to Utah State. They go to BYU. They get Navy at home. They go to San Diego State. I mean, Phil still has it as the the 62nd the toughest schedule, but that's no cupcake. Um Andy Avalos comes in. Hank Bachmeyer, if he stays healthy, he um, he's the guy calling the signals. You know, like I said earlier in the podcast, they got nine offensive starters back, eight on defense. Seems like every team in the country <laughs> has a lot of returning starters, but they weren't awful last year, five and two, and whatever you want to say, what kind of season that was. But uh, yeah, uh, I like the Broncos number two, number one clearly, the Bearcats of Cincinnati. At Indiana, at Notre Dame, they get Navy on the road. They get UCF at home. Schedule's very, very manageable. If you take, uh, if if the Notre Dame game and the Indiana game works out well, they they very well could run the table. They went nine and one last year. Seven returning starters on offense. Seven on a very, very good defense. I know they lost Marcus Freeman. He went to Notre Dame as the uh, the D.C. But, um, yeah, the Bearcats, by far the team, most likely to crash the uh, college football playoff party uh, out of the group of five and, and take that uh, New Year's Six bowl spot. All right, we'll get out of here after we do this conference stuff. Let's do the conference stuff and we'll leave. I'm going to go through the odds, and I'm going to start with Conference USA, I, just randomly. And I'm going to start with Conference USA, pulling up, just stalling, professional broadcasting, podcasting here, just stalling. All right, let's go through the odds. Um, here's the list. Florida Internationals, 50-1. to 1. U, I don't know why this is listed like this. UTEP is 150-1 to 1 to win Conference USA. Florida Internationals, 50-1. to 1. Um, Charlotte and Middle Tennessee State forty to one. 
Uh, North Texas, 35 to 1. 25 to 1, Louisiana Tech. Southern Miss is 25 to 1. 18 to 1, Rice. 13 to 2, Florida Atlantic. Uh, let's see. 10 to 1, Western Kentucky. And then here's your, here's your favorites. University of Texas, San Antonio. The Roadrunners are 3 to 1. Marshall, 5 to 2. And Alabama, Birmingham, UAB is 3 to 1. Uh, or no, excuse me, 5 to 2. Jesus. Marshall, they're always solid. Um, FAU, they got athletes. Uh, so does UTSA. So the odds make sense to me. I'm going to go UAB. I'm going to go with the chalk. I'm going to go with the favorite. I think they come out of their side. And I think Western Kentucky, I illustrated earlier, uh, D'Angelo Malone, the, the DN. Um, I think the Hilltoppers get back on track. They make the title game. And I'll take a, I'll take UAB. I think the Blazers get it done. Great story. They lost their program a few years ago. They've seen the right the, right the ship. Um, got the program back. And, and I think the Blazers, again, another, another school where their recruiting footprint just recruiting local kids. Alabama, Louisiana, Florida. Like, they can get kids there. They're going to have athletes. So give me the Blazers to win Conference USA. All right, let's go to the Mid-American Conference. Conference I'm most passionate and, I guess you would say, knowledgeable about um, in the group of five. Bowling Green, they're terrible. They're 150 to 1. Akron, also terrible. 100 to 1 to win the MAC. 40 to 1. Northern Illinois. Miami, Ohio, 20, or 30 to 1. Eastern Michigan, 25 to 1. Uh, Kent State, by the way, Kent State, very, very good odds here. I've just realized it's 15 to 1. The Golden Flashes, um, you know, they've, they've had some up and down years, kind of a roller coaster up there, but I, I like their quarterback. Their quarterback, very good. Dustin Crum, the senior, first team Mac last year. Yeah, what what's not to like about Kent State? I I like that fifteen to one. Mark 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 that down. Get, call your bookie fifteen to one for the flashes, the Golden Flashes to win a Mac. Ohio, you now this was probably posted before Frank Solich, the greatest coach in Ohio Bobcat football history, stepped down. But I believe um, the continuity stays put. Tim Albin, the offensive coordinator, steps right in as the head man. Um, so the terminology and things of that nature, the schemes. The calls, all that stuff will stay the same. I think the Bobcats just just kind of keep going. Um, I'm a homer, so I'm obviously going. I'm obviously going to pick OU to win the East. I mean, I do every year, so um, that's just full disclosure with the Bobcats seven to one. Central Michigan, the Chippewas, are four to one. Western Michigan seventeen to two. Toledo seven to one. Ball State thirteen to four. And Buffalo's two to one now. Buffalo, I'm not saying they're not going to be good, but these again, I think I wrote these down before Lance Leipold left for Kansas. Now they got Maurice Linguist came over, uh, actually from the Michigan staff, was hired. Never coached. I don't. He maybe coached spring practice for Michigan. Weird situation, but their backs up were against the wall, and, and they needed they needed a coach, uh, but. Um, Buffalo, I love the East. I mean, the West is tough too, but 
Uh, Miami, Ohio, I think, represented the East last year. Um, or didn't represent the East, but Miami, Ohio wasn't terrible last year. Uh, they have some things to build on. They got Brett Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert's brother at the quarterback spot. Um, already talked about Dustin Crum. I think OU, they're going to stay steady, and, and they're going to be good. Um, we'll see We'll see week three what OU is about. You know, Syracuse and Duquesne, I think OU is better in Syracuse. Uh, Duquesne's a 1AA team, so two home games to open up the season. Then they go Thursday night, September 16th, at Louisiana. Um, Louisiana, that's a very good program. They've they got some players. Um, the Raging Cajuns are going to be tough. If I look at the West, oh, man, I mean, I always like Toledo. I'm not going to lie. I think Jim McElwain at Central Michigan, um, you know, he, he had a job at Florida. Did he flame out? Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I guess, you know, I, I think they're well coached. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, you look at Ball State. Uh, Drew Plitt, their quarterback, very, very good. Toledo should be good. Western, Caleb Ellerby, a, a nice dual-threat quarterback. You know, with with Crum, Pitt, Pitlett, or Plitt at Ball State, at Ellerby at, at Western, the Max got three pretty good college quarterbacks. They really do. I don't know if any of those – oh, my God. Slow down, buddy. I don't know if any of these guys can uh, go to the next level, but at the college football level, it's good. I, I like Western. I got OU against Western meeting yet again for a MAC championship. And, uh, hey, how about win one for Frank? Uh, you know, he's got some health issues uh, – Retirement, done a, a yeoman's job in Athens. We're all down here and uh, across the Ohio University uh, fan base and alumni base. We're all very proud of the way Frank uh, took the program and left the program. And how about OU getting a, a Mac football championship? Homer pick, absolutely, uh, but sue me. It's my podcast. All right, Sun Belt. Let's go to the Fun Belt. Uh, Louisiana Monroe, 100 to 1. South Alabama, 50 to 1. Arkansas State, 25 to 1. Troy, 18 to 1. Uh, Texas State, Georgia Southern, both 25 to 1. Georgia State, 18 to 1. And then here's your three hitters Appalachian State, 4 to 1. Co favorites, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana Lafayette, 3 to 2. Now, here's where I, I don't know. I think App is more sound than the other two. Love Grayson McCall, and I think maybe talent-wise, Louisiana's got the most talent, if that makes sense, of my Sunbelt breakdown. I'm going to take App and Louisiana to, to meet in the championship game, and I'll take Appalachian State to win the whole thing at 4-1. at four to one. I It's just not me playing the chalk. I mean, it's damn close to playing the chalk. But the fun belt's going to be fun. Uh, I love that part in the schedule. It gets to November, and... You turn on the TV Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and and you got action and you got Sun Belt, Fun Belt football going on. But Fun Belt's going to be very fun to watch uh, during the midweek. All right, final conference. No, excuse me, we got two more. The Mountain West. Um, going through the odds. UNLV two hundred to one. New Mexico two hundred to one. Utah State fifty to one. Air Force Academy and Colorado State forty to one. Fresno State, 25 to 1. Uh, San Diego State and Hawaii, 12 to 1 both. Wyoming, 10 to 1. 
San Jose State, who had a, a great year last year, uh, 9-2. to Nevada, 4-1. Uh, to one. And Boise is minus 120. So not catching plus money there. I don't know what I don't know. I was was San Jose State kind of a one year wonder last year. I mean great year for them, don't get me wrong. But I don't know. Nick Starkle, the Missouri or the Missouri, the Mississippi State transfer. Uh he's big time quarterback and he is still back for San Jose State. Um San Diego State's always gonna be a fixture. But uh, I I don't know. I think Boise and Nevada are the two best teams, and I know that's, again, the chalk plays here, but Carson Strong, the big guy, I, I think he's very good. I like Jay Norvell, was on Bob Stoops' staff for uh, a lot of years at Oklahoma, and it's his fifth year already uh, in Reno for the Wolfpack. So I think Nevada gets to the, the championship game, and I think they take Boise uh, on and just, I don't know, just give me Boise, just the consistency. I know it's boring, it's blah, it's meh, but the Broncos. All right, finally, the American Athletic Conference. Uh, Temple, 150-1. to South Florida, 100-1. to uh, Navy and East Carolina, both at 75-1. to The Ponies, the Southern Methodist University, SMU, 30-1. to Tulane, Houston, both at 12-1. to Memphis at 15-2. to Tulsa at thirteen to two, Central Florida at four to one, and Cincinnati. Well, you have to lay one sixty to win one hundred. Well, here's the thing: I've just gushed and gushed over Cincinnati. They play in the same division as Central Florida. I think Central Florida can challenge them, but I think Cincinnati gets out of the AAC. And I kind of like Houston. I like Dana Holgerson. Uh, they're at twelve to one, so you know, not the biggest payout in the world. But you throw a few bucks on that, and I think they, with their talent base, and that offense can get to the AAC championship game. So I will take Houston, but Cincinnati ultimately gets the job done. And there you go. There you have it. 25, 26-ish minutes of just uh, me rambling about the group of five. Uh, there's some big names in group of five football. There's some big matchups on paper. We could see more develop. I'm excited for all college football um, this coming season. Uh, group of five, the big boys that don't matter. But uh, hopefully we can get Bryce and Bobby, Bobby and Bryce, however you want to say, back on the program uh, this coming week. Coming up, August is here. Uh, and we still got a preview for Power 5 conferences left and uh, talk about some NIL stuff, talk about uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, killing the Big 12 maybe, uh, and going to the SEC. And uh, we got to let you know who's going to uh, compete in the college football playoff and win the national championship and the Heisman and, and all that jazz. So uh, stay tuned. There's going to be content every week. Uh, if it's just me on here doing it, uh, just life, work schedules, stuff like that didn't add up last week. We were going to do a show, and it just didn't happen. Uh, and, hey, I'm getting paid nothing, really. They're getting paid nothing, so you can't really uh, you can't really harp on those type of situation. Life happens, but here's your show. Uh, we're gonna keep it going. So uh, I think next podcast 
will be the, uh, let's get a Big 12 preview, since that's hot in the streets, uh, the Big 12, you know, is it dead? I mean, we'll see, we'll get into that, but all right, um, thanks for listening, rate, review, subscribe, follow the show, uh, we're on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google, do it, all of them, we're all there, follow the show, we have a Twitter account and a Facebook page. Uh, just go to those applications, pull them up, search Podcock PCAST, two words, Podcock, then PCAST, and you'll be able to find the show there. Like it on Facebook, follow it on Twitter. You can get the show links there. Um, if you guys want to interact on there, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll message. Shoot the shit back and forth. You can do that on there if you got any requests, um, suggestions, if you want the show canceled, whatever. Just... Just go in there, use the internet, interact with us. Uh, we appreciate you listening and uh, share it with a friend. So we will see you next time. Stay safe out there. Take care. Bye-bye.